You're listening to A Little Thing Called Marketing, brought to you by Studio 93. Each week, Sinead, that's me, surprises Darren with a topic and we run with it. As the title suggests, the topics will be marketing based, but the rest is unknown to Darren. So let's get into it. We're back and there is an alarm going off um, just down the road from the office. But being the professionals that we are, Sinead, the show must go on. We're just going to keep going. Yeah. Um, so if you hear an alarm, that's what it is. And maybe you won't even hear the alarm. Sinead, what, are, what have you got cooked up first this week? Okay, this week we're going to talk about content marketing. Hmm. Maybe I'll ask the obvious one. What is content marketing? Content marketing is relatively new concept in marketing. I would say it's been around less than 10 years. Mm. And it's this whole idea of, we've mentioned it in other podcasts because I just believe in it so much. And I know you do as well. Mm. The idea of marketing your business by demonstrating knowledge and providing value and content marketing is exactly that. You are marketing your business by putting out content and content can be a blog post, mm. it can be a video, it can be any amount of thing, it could be a downloadable PDF, whatever it is, it's it's you putting something out to your audience who are interested in whatever the it is, and you're marketing yourself in a roundabout way by demonstrating your knowledge. And you're using the content you're putting out to draw potential customers to you mm. rather than the old way of marketing, which was you jumping out in front of someone and waving your hands and going buy my thing yeah so we have mentioned content obviously because it's what we're talking about is there any particular content that that works really well online or what are what are the different types of content i suppose to start off with okay so let's maybe between the two of us let's start throwing out examples of Mm. content and then this is content that we could use to market our business so i'll go i'll do one you do one then i'll do one then you do one let's see how how far we go so i'm going to start with um informational short videos okay um blog posts um downloadable pdf checklists um a graphic i'm gonna say a blog post that was sad i said okay okay (laughs) um blah 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 blah. you said graphic i'll say infographic same thing I, i i'm gonna go back to you why am i struggling with this question darren it's like i've never been asked this question before um let me see the reason you're struggling is, and I'm struggling is, and again, we, we don't do any pre-rehearsing here, mm. but it, it demonstrates the problem for clients as well yeah. because they don't know where to start Yeah. when, when this is floated or even if they, if they read something about this or hear something about this, they think, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm. But where do I start? What do I do? Podcast. That's another one, by the way. Yes. There you go. But so, so, so there's, there's a, there's a problem there where people don't know where to start mm. now. And then when I work with clients to identify what is the best type of content that will suit them, yeah. right? It, it's often just where are their strengths or what they, do they enjoy doing? So okay. for example, I'm much more comfortable jumping on and doing a quick video than I am sitting down and writing a blog post. Okay. But there would be probably more people that would be much more comfortable mm. writing a blog post than jumping on a video. Mm. Likewise, I'm personally quite comfortable, like yourself, to sit down and record a podcast. Yeah. Um, but that might not suit someone else at all. Someone might be quite creative and they might be more comfortable putting together a really nicely designed and useful PDF download with a checklist or a how-to guide or something like mm-hmm. that. And that's what they should do. So my point is, when you're trying to figure out what you should do, 
you should look at what what you are comfortable doing and what you enjoy doing and then that should be your medium we do videos here as well i'm not saying everyone should do videos because it's not suited to everyone yeah. so it's finding what you are comfortable doing and something that you can commit to producing on the regular I'm not saying every day but if you're going to do a short promotion, a short video every week. You better make sure you do it every week and get yeah. it out there every week. So do come up with something that's sustainable for you. Yeah, makes sense. So what does it do for your brand? Well, again, it's back to this demonstrating knowledge. I d- definitely also think I mentioned this in another podcast, like mm. all businesses, a lot of businesses we would have worked with over the years, you know, they'll say we, we're the best. We're the best at what we do. And yeah. I don't blame them. And we should, we should all feel if like, if there's something wrong with us as business people, if we don't feel that we are at least trying to be the best, you know, we all want to be the best. We all strive for, you know, maximum performance and to be held up as, you know, that's the, those are the guys are doing really well in that area, whatever it is. And really it's through content marketing that we can you know put our money where our mouth is and really demonstrate that so we're no it's no longer good enough to just say we're the best in x y and z category it's it's now it's like look let me show you in a consistent way over time that we know our stuff yeah and that if you need a product or service if you need what we what we offer we are the only people that you should be thinking about Mm. does the content you put out increase your brand awareness well a large part of brand awareness is you know, around this consistency piece. So yeah. if you're seeing a brand and under, hearing their message and you understand what they do over time consistently, then you, you know, that instills brand awareness. I have heard of X, Y, and Z. And let's say you're out, you meet a friend uh, socially and they say, oh, I have such and such a problem. I need yeah. such and such a person. Do you know anyone? And then and if, if you have been exposed to a brand over time, you go, oh yeah, um, absolutely. Um, Studio 93, that you should talk to them. Mm. I've seen their content. They know their stuff. You should go and talk to them or whatever your business is. So it's definitely good for, for, for brand awareness. Yes. And that comes from consistency. Um, and we've said it before and I'm sure we'll say it again. Consistency kind of instills trust um, amongst people. So obviously, like you're saying, if your friend comes along, word of mouth is a huge thing. So having that trust and, and building kind of loyal fans of your business, of your brand and what you stand for, um, again, so they can influence their their friends and their family. How important do you think kind of creating like original content is as to as opposed to kind of using you know, content from someone else. Both are valid approaches to content marketing um, with a but. Um, I think it's fine to share, you know, interesting blog posts or videos or whatever it is that you didn't create, but yeah. you feel your audience would be interested in. Yeah, okay? they have to be that relevant. They have yeah. to be relevant. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. But you should be, you know, creating it yourself. There should be more of that. So again, if I break it down, I think, it, from a content marketing strategy uh, standpoint, I think you could share or pass on maybe 10% of your content and say, you know, this is a great article on X, Y, and Z. Maybe you should go read it. You might be interested in this. Mm. But I think ideally 90% of it is here's a blog post that we wrote. Here's a video series that we've created yeah. because again, it positions you as the thought leader. A lot of content marketing is around this idea of mm. thought leadership, right? Yeah. Which is you are the person or the company or whatever that's taking the time to have an original outlook or thought or opinion on something. Mm -hmm. 
uh, formulated in in like a video or a blog post or even a podcast and then you're putting it out into the world for other people to be exposed to that is content marketing in its purest form before we go any further on this Sinead I do want to talk a little bit more just generally about the idea of content marketing and I want to throw a couple more terms which may come up in the conversation Mm. So content marketing is seen as an inbound marketing strategy as opposed to an outbound marketing strategy. And let me just explain both of those. Like outbound marketing would be is the old traditional type of marketing where you put an ad in um, a newspaper or a magazine or whatever it is. You're kind of pushing it out. You're pushing your message out. Yes. And you're hoping that the right person will see it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then inbound marketing is the opposite where we're actively trying to attract right. customers to us yeah. at the exact time they're interested in the product or service that we offer mm-hmm. and you're attracting them to you. So that's what content, and you do that true content. Yeah. So you, you produce this original content where you're demonstrating your knowledge, mm. offering value. And when someone is interested in the thing, the idea is that this piece of content when they go to Google, when they do a Google search or yeah. whatever it is, social media, that it's you that comes up and it's your content that comes up and it attracts them to you. Okay. Okay. So that's the core concept here. And I'm a big fan of it. When we're putting content out, would you suggest having a call to action on, on all of your content that you're putting out? The advice would always be yes. A call mm-hmm. to action. Yeah. I'm not saying that though. I think that's what the advice would be. Yeah. Do I personally think you need a call to action on every piece of content? Mm. No. Okay. No. But there's definitely a time and a place for it. So again, just to answer your question, a straight answer would be no, not. But it's definitely something you do need to be aware of because look, as I said, this is a marketing strategy. The goal here is to um, ultimately increase your bottom line through sales of your product or service or whatever. I'm not losing sight of that. Let's work this through in our head. Let's mm. say we have a blog post and now you know we could have another podcast on blogs and blog posts at some yeah. point, whether they're still relevant or not. But, but let's use it as an example. I... I'm a accountant and I am going to create, again, we're trying to uh, position our firm as thought leaders in our category. So we have uh, committed to writing one blog post every week, 500 words, roughly. Mm. Um, You know, ideally it's a little bit more, but let's say it's 500 words. Mm -hmm. I'm going to write a blog post around a subject that we think our potential audience or our target audience would be have a genuine interest in reading and so we we follow through we publish our content and it gets in front of the right people Mm -hmm. and they see it and they come over onto our website and they read the blog post but at the end of the blog post think oh great okay i've learned something there that was of value to me Mm. now typically at the end of the blog post you might have a little box or message you say you know have you got any if you have any follow-up questions or if there's any way we can help you mm. fill in your name and your email address or whatever it is and we'll contact you or whatever you like or maybe it's give us a call or whatever it is yeah. so that's a call to action where you're being very clear about what what the next step is mm. should you want to take a next step and that that is definitely a good idea because again this is about encouraging people to reach out to us so that we can continue through the sales cycle or the buying cycle yeah but do i think you need to do it every time no but i do think it's very important okay and so obviously digital marketing is is fueled by the strong content that we create and we put out there who are we thinking of you know when we create this content well it's it's very easy we should be thinking about our customers and our clients again in an earlier um podcast we did around 
web design, it was the same thing where you asked me what a big no-no was. And I said, the biggest no-no in, in web development, web design is building or designing or planning a website without your, without putting your customer to the fore in terms of thinking about what they want and need. And it's the very same with your, with your content marketing. You should just be thinking about what do my audience, what are they really interested in learning or reading or watching or whatever it is. And we had this conversation this morning with a client. We were going through a similar, um, exercise to determine what the content would be. And I asked her and she, she gave me the answer that a lot of people get. Like I said, you know, what are the, are there questions? Are there five to 10 questions that you get every, every day? Yeah. And before I'd even asked her, she was not an absolutely, mm-hmm. we are the very same. So all you have to do really is sit down and your plan, your content is going, what are people asking me every yeah. day? And then you build a piece of content again, could be a blog post, could be a podcast, could be mm-hmm. a video that answers that question because that is what people are interested in. Okay. So any queries, questions, concerns that your customer has, you're trying to answer them with what, what content you're putting out there. Am yeah. I right? That's your, your point. Would you say um, content marketing like as a whole would be cost effective? It's one of the other things I really love about content marketing because to a degree, Sinead, mm. it, the success of your content marketing is more predicated on how creative you can be in what you're putting out than how much budget you have. Okay. And 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 to go back to, you know, the old style of marketing, um, this kind of uh, outbound marketing, that the success of that was largely predicated on how much you had in your wallet to spend on this marketing campaign. Right. Right. But again, with content marketing, I have seen clients have huge success with this mm-hmm. and the success did not come down to how much they spent. They had to spend a little bit on the creative, but it, it, the success didn't come from that. The success came from the creative idea and the execution. That's mm-hmm. where they, they won. So with content marketing, I think there's an opportunity there for businesses, for maybe smaller businesses without a huge marketing budget to just get great results by being thinking outside of the box, being creative, considering their clients, Mm. considering what they're interested in reading, watching, hearing, producing the content around that and putting that out. So again, another thing I love about content marketing is it's not necessarily all about how much you have to spend. I do have a couple of statistics as well. So 84% of organizations have a content marketing strategy specifically and 79% of companies use content marketing to generate quality leads. Running off that then, do you believe it really does help with lead generation? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, what are the other, the other options? The one off the top of my head is like cold calling and we all know how we feel about cold calling. What are other ways? So again, it's like when you look at all the alternatives, if you're being honest with yourself, content marketing is the, is the way to go. Mm. And what, what I mean by being honest with yourself, because it's not easy Yeah, and it requires work. Yeah. Uh, an effort and time. And sometimes it's easier to just to, um, we talked about this in another podcast as well, <laughs> just keep doing what you've always done because yeah. look, that's easy and I won't have to worry about doing any of this stuff or I won't have to talk to, about, to another company to help me to implement this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it definitely requires a, a mind shift because again, this was not a strategy that was in place 10 years ago. Yeah. This is a new, and it's largely to do with, you know, the way businesses now market themselves online. I know like video is such an important piece of content at the moment. Uh, and we've kind of touched on this before, but is there, is there like a main reason why it does so well, like compared to everything else, every other piece of content? It's hard to answer this question without thinking about how 
TikTok has just skyrocketed yeah. in popularity over like a r- relatively short period of time. Whether you're on TikTok or not, and I don't suggest that all, all businesses should be on TikTok at all. I'm not saying that, mm. but you, you're aware of what it is. It's a social network really where it's all video. It's all videos that that's, what the, that's what's on it and nothing else. And it's, and we, then we, we think about other social media sites, but even we think about uh, there's a lot of even just you go onto a website these days, a company website or whatever it is, or a product website, and there's probably a short video there somewhere. Yeah. So to answer your question, like I mean, and why has why is video taken off so much? I, uh, largely, it's down to the fact that we all now carry a video camera in our pockets mm. 24 hours a day, or there's always a video camera within reach and distance from yeah. us because our phones now are video cameras. So it's been, it's become a lot more accessible. It's easy for people now. We've become accustomed to pulling out the phone mm. uh, on the regular and doing a short video, film something. And I can see uh, a generation coming up now, a younger generation where editing, their editing skills are amazing because oh of what God. they're doing on TikTok. So they're able to come up with creative ideas, uh, shoot them with their phone, nothing fancy, mm. shoot them with the phone, um, edit them nicely and publish them. So yeah. it, it's it's this idea, I think, of video has just become easier to produce, much easier to consume mm. because we, not alone do we carry a video camera in our pockets, we carry a little TV in our pockets now as well. Yeah, it's so true. Um, and, and we talked about TikTok there. Say, for example, someone like you, like you said, a client maybe is more comfortable in front of a camera than they are writing a, a blog post. There's obviously other ways than just TikTok. So how would you introduce video content for them? Well, all of the social media platforms, I'm pretty sure all of them uh, allow video. So mm. again, I'm not, I'm not saying everyone should be on TikTok. I just use the example because that's just video. Of course. But you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all of this kind of stuff, mm. you know, they all house video. But even, even again, and I mentioned, move them away from social media because the answer to all your problems is not, social, not social media. media. We never yeah. would say that. Yeah. Um, but but I, I think of other videos that we've done for clients that live on their website, not necessarily on social media. They're often what we call explainer videos. So they have a product or a service that maybe takes a little bit of explaining for mm-hmm. a customer or a potential customer to, okay. to fully grasp. And uh, historically, maybe you had, you know, again, a PDF or a, a, a couple of pages on your website with lots of text and images mm. goes to the ins and outs of explaining whatever needs to be explained. Whereas now, I mean, with a video, it, isn't it so much easier to watch a two minute video yeah. that's well put together and you will grasp you will grasp that fairly quickly if the video is, is, is well put together. Mm-hmm. You'll understand it rather than sit for, I don't know, any amount of time and read all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, video is more instant. And I think, again, um, it, it's that if we're hearing from someone and I'm seeing someone talking, there's a more of a connection there than if yeah. I'm just reading something. So I, I think video is the next best thing to actually sitting across the table from someone and look at the, looking mm-hmm. at them in the eye and talking to them. If I can't do that, well, can I just, can I, watch a video where they're talking to me and, and I will get most of the, the same benefits from that. Yeah. The other thing as well is I mentioned it before, think about, uh, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. like where would you see video content? You would only see it on TV. Yeah. Only on, only on TV, cinema, whatever, practically mm. always it's TV. And I mentioned it a minute ago, now we carry TVs in our pockets so yeah. we, we can access videos I'm at the drop of a hat. I can look mm-hmm. up and, and then think of YouTube. Like I can look up anything I want right. to see right now yeah. within a couple of, a couple of seconds, go onto YouTube and I can have whatever it is. Yeah. If you just, again, think back to think to how, when you really think about how revolutionary that is now, 
Mm. Like think about 20 years ago when there was no YouTube. Like when were you seeing any of this concept? I know. How did we know anything? How did we know anything? I know how did we look up how to fix stuff? I mean, <laughs> that's the first place you go to now and it's great. But um, I wanted to say there, you know, like you're saying about um, we can listen to someone speaking about. I think even the thing about that is sometimes we don't even have, you know, the capability of even watching the video, but we can still listen to it. That's interesting what you said there about about video and maybe you can put on a video and maybe you're not necessarily looking at the video, you're listening to it. Mm. But that's another type of content that we we can forget about. And, it, and that is just audio content. Yeah. Right. And this podcast that you're listening to right now is a piece of audio content. And this is this is content marketing at its this is exactly an example of what content mm. marketing is. Myself and Sinead are here discussing marketing we work for a marketing company mm. and through us hopefully offering some um, knowledge, we're demonstrating that maybe we're a company that should you need a marketing company, maybe you might think about us. That's exactly what this is all about. Yeah. So just, you know, a very stark example of content marketing is exactly what you're listening to right now. How do you track what is and isn't working for you as a company? Well, you, you, you typically you're putting a lot of this content out on social media, let's be honest, because again, it, and we mentioned this in another podcast, like yeah. be where the eyeballs are and yeah. the eyeballs are on phones and they're in social media. What you're looking for is engagement mm -hmm. with the piece of content you're putting out. So if I take the example of the easiest one to illustrate is I make a short video, I put it on whatever it is, I put it out on LinkedIn and how many people are watching it. Are they commenting? Are they engaging? Are they liking? Now, those are not the mo the only and they're not even the most important metrics. Mm -hmm. That could be another episode, but that's one way of tracking. So what's what's resonating with people and, and videos, the easiest way to do is to look at interaction in terms of contents and, and likes and shares. The way I can track, you might wonder, well, that's great, but how is he tracking the interaction for this podcast that yeah. they're putting out? And the answer is I have through the software that we use to publish these podcasts. Mm -hmm. Every time someone listens to a podcast, I know about it because I can look at each episode and I can see the number of listens it's got. Right. So that is a way for us to track, you know, how people are, are relating to this podcast. Again, bringing it back to the different kind of platforms that we'll be on and we place in content. Like how do you, because obviously you have different customers and different users on different platforms. How do we put out the same but different content. So how do we kind of differentiate what we're putting out maybe on LinkedIn as opposed to what we're putting out on Twitter or Instagram? You know, how do we put the same thing out, but do it in a different way? Yeah. And you've, and you've answered your own question. Yeah. You're exactly right. You, you, uh, so a lot of clients and look, I'm guilty of doing this. I have been guilty of doing this. We take a post and a piece of content video, whatever it is. We put it up on Facebook and we write a little message and we press publish. Mm. I copy and paste that. Then I'm now I'm over on Instagram, paste, do the same thing mm. and copy and paste and I'm over to LinkedIn. That is, is not the way to do it. And yeah. again, I have done it myself because what you want to be doing is it's around this idea of um, posting natively. So you're posting directly on the, the platform, but also it's about the language that you use on each of the platforms. Um, so for instance, if I'm putting a, a, let's say a video on Facebook, it's a different audience in terms of, in terms of the demographics, but also in terms of, um, the mindset of someone when they're on Facebook. So typically they're on there to be entertained or whatever they're passing mm -hmm. a couple of minutes. So it's typically the language is a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more, you know, fun or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, but if I were putting the same piece of content on LinkedIn where the audience is different and people are there pre- mm. predominantly for business or, you know, self-improvement or whatever it is, you might want to, you can put the same video there, but okay. you want to tailor the message a little yeah. bit more. And it could be just a tweak of a word here and there. It might be just right. getting rid of that um, sentence there or p- adding a different one in. So again, it's, you know, using the same piece of content isn't a problem, but it's okay. just, it's it's just this idea of like not it's just taken a couple more minutes just to think about it a little yeah. bit more than just copy paste copy paste copy paste copy paste so yeah. it's it's again speaking the language that suits the yeah, platform at the time yeah, yeah i suppose you're right something we've talked about before when it comes to content you know when when you're choosing what content to put out think about content you've scrolled past and that you don't take a second to look at and then go back to it and go wait how could i do that better and you know how can i make sure that people aren't scrolling past is there any tips you'd have for that darren yeah i have a I have a tip for this um for every piece of content that you produce again now this is not uh, let me go back a little bit if you're following this idea of and back to the topic of the podcast which is content marketing if you're following a content marketing strategy mm. ask yourself this question when you're about to post a piece of content does it do one of these three things okay entertain mm-hmm. educate mm-hmm. or inspire if it ticks one of those boxes, it's, it's, you're, you're producing the right piece of content. Again, assuming you're, you're going for a content marketing model. Mm-hmm. So does it educate, inspire or entertain? And if it can do two of the things, well and good. If it can do three of the things, brilliant. But if it can do at least one of those things, you're good. And if it doesn't tick one of those boxes, it's not going to be an effective piece of content marketing. Okay. So that's a tip for people, write those those three things down, put them on a wall mm. and you're about to post something, look up and go, am I ticking one of these boxes? And um, if you're not, just reconsider what you're doing or change it around so that it does tick one of those boxes. Okay. And we chatted a little bit earlier about um, calls to action, say on your content. Should your content change depending on what your call to action is? So, you know, say if you're trying to get uh, people over to your website, trying to get website traffic. Should that content be a little bit more different than trying to get people to sign up to an email list? Like, should it be specific to, to what you're trying to promote? I think yes. And this requires a bit more thought, which I don't have the luxury of now, because again, all these questions are on the spot and I don't know what they are ahead of time. <laughs> Sorry. But no, but my, but my thoughts on it are that, and your example helped me to to work this through my head. Mm. If I am trying to ask you to sign up to um, uh, uh, some kind of an email marketing campaign where I'm going to be sending you things. Yeah. And if my promise to you is sign up for this thing and I'm going to send you an informational video once a week Mm -hmm. that will teach you about, uh, I don't know, videography, then it makes sense that the piece of content that I use to get your attention in the first place is something is, ra- is something yeah. around that. Yeah. So I watch that piece of video or whatever and I go, that was good. I learned that. And I then under underneath you're going, mm-hmm. okay, well, if you like this, if you want to receive more of this stuff, maybe sign up for, to receive it, give me your email address mm-hmm. and I'll send that stuff to you. So again, uh, I think it, it would help to, to align the content with whatever the offering is. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. And I suppose when you're doing it right, um, and stuff that's in line with your company, in line with obviously your, your customer, your client first, you're going to look like, you know what you're doing and people are going to trust you. Like we said, we're bringing it back to this trust and consistency and brand awareness and so much that we've talked about in loads of different episodes. Um, I'm going to ask you for one key takeaway, maybe before we finish up. 
I think the key takeaway that I would like our audience to take away is um, to don't feel that you have to start producing videos or you have to start doing blog posts or you have to start creating infographics. Find the piece of content or the style of content mm. that resonates with you and you are most comfortable with and own that and, and make that the piece of content marketing or the style of content marketing yeah. that you know you can put out uh, that's high quality and, and that you can well. do a consistency mm. and you can, and you do it well. Mm. So that's the thing. Again, when, when content marketing comes up with clients, they often think, oh, oh, I'm going <laughs> to have to start doing videos. And yeah. you don't have to start doing videos. Yeah. What do you enjoy doing? What's your communication vehicle of choice? Mm. And then that's what you do. Again, for some people, it's going to be audio. For some people, it's going to be a blog post. Mm -hmm. Some people are happy doing video. So just find what works for you and then double down on that and really commit to it. Yeah, that's a That's a great tip to finish on. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Sinead, and thank you to the listeners for listening to this podcast, which, as you know now, is part of our content <laughs> marketing strategy. I hope you learned something during this podcast. Feel free to uh, reach out to us. Um, my email is info at studio93.ie. As I say at the end of every episode, if you enjoyed the episode, um, please give us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us to get the word out there, get this out to more people. Um, maybe if you think there's someone you know who might learn something or enjoy something from this podcast please feel free to drop our name studio 93 a little thing called marketing podcast in their ear thank you very much for listening thank you Sinead and we'll see you on the next one you've been listening to a little thing called marketing brought to you by studio 93 check us out on LinkedIn Facebook and Instagram for more and if you have any suggestions for topics do send us a message on Instagram we'll be back same time same place next week and don't forget, you can visit our website, www.studio93.ie for on-demand webinars, blog posts, or to book a consultation.